You are listening to So This Week I Watched, the official Alliance House Foundation podcast that facilitates connection with others through dissecting modern media. This podcast is especially focused on metaphors for alcohol addiction, alcohol consumption, and societal repression through the means of alcohol as portrayed in media. I'll talk a little bit more about the work of the foundation in the intermission. Needless to say, there will be spoilers throughout the podcast for the films, shows, and other forms of media we discuss. This week, I happen to be discussing a show that is very infamous with millennials and also Gen Zers. Um, It's recently come up again and made the rounds on Twitter and YouTube, and it reignited my sort of fascination with the show, and I thought I'd talk about it a little bit more. It's called Gossip Girl. You've probably heard of it. Uh, It's a very famous show, and we'll be talking a little bit more about it. So why are we talking about Gossip Girl? The show concluded eight years ago, running from 2007 to 2012. The Gossip Girl cast has posed on the cover of numerous mainstream magazines, including Rolling Stone, People, Nylon, New York Magazine, TV Guide, New York Post, Vogue, Out Magazine, Details and Entertainment Weekly. In my defence, we won't be talking too much about Gossip Girl the show, just more about one girl in particular. Can you guess who? Before we dissect her, a little bit of background to emphasise just how powerful Gossip Girl is and once was. Gossip Girl was a cultural reset. You could argue that we'd had some problematic teen portrayal with Clueless, a la the kids drinking at parties and casually doing weed, and even years before, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. But those were films, snapshots. The teenage shows before Gossip Girl came around in America were Gilmore Girls, Dawson's Creek, not very quote-unquote edgy. Gossip Girl became a mantra for the zeitgeist because it married the salaciousness of New York shows like Sex and the City with a marketable audience, preteens, teens and horrified parents. It started a str- it started a trend. We got a slew of shows like Pretty Little Liars, 90210, NYC Prep. These edgy teen shows that followed included One Tree Hill that became much darker and you can even see some episodes of Glee take from the cake that Gossip Girl put down. Later on we even got Supernatural meets edgy teen drama with Teen Wolf, Vampire Diaries, The Originals, etc. But sticking in the realm of vaguely realistic we had before any of these stepped out onto the scene, Gossip Girl. It single-handedly contributed to this huge cultural reset. Gossip Girl is not timeless. The mid-2000s editing of the show doesn't hang up with the newly sleek aesthetic of the 20-teens. 
but most people re-watching the show now don't care because nostalgia trumps everything. It's very tacky, it's very loud, but we all like to laugh and cringe. We all remember the omniscient narrator Kristen Bell's cheeky XOXO Gossip Girl. Do you remember the flagrant portrayals of underage drinking, which were sadly pretty realistic? There were no keg stands or bottles of beer, because these teens weren't even supposed to be in college. They were in high school. They were taking shots, they were drinking dry martinis, and they were hanging around at bars around New York City. This brings us to the start of today's podcast. Serena Vanderwoodson. She's infamous for quotes like, if I cut everyone in my life who made a mistake, I wouldn't have anyone left. And people don't tell you who you are, you tell them. With these quotes, you would assume she was wise beyond her years. Well, who is she? When we first meet her on the show, she's 15 years old. That's it, just 15. She's an it girl who seems to get attention despite her repeatedly not asking for it, ever. She's a budding socialite, a debutante despite her best efforts to dodge social responsibility and the daughter of old money and an absentee father who is supposedly a doctor. We get her background through the gossip spread by other people. Despite her mother's best attempt to tailor their image, because she uses it as currency. Her mom even hides her brother in a rehab center after he attempts to take his life and tells others that he went to Florida, whereas Serena is very much a teenage alcoholic and she isn't given any sort of help because she functions in society to an all right to acceptable manner. She's beautiful and of course, She is a high-functioning alcoholic, but also not so much high-functioning. Her friends have to repeatedly take care of her in her drunken stupor. There's the infamous Thanksgiving episode from season one where Blair Waldorf, Serena's best friend, rescues Serena from fumbling around on the streets of New York and embarrassing herself. Serena has no idea where her purse is, where she's supposed to be, nor the significance of the day, so Blair takes her in. Serena has this flashback, or was seen this flashback in contrast to the current Thanksgiving, when she's like 15 or 16, so we're led to believe she's been having Thanksgiving with Blair for a few years. This could be anywhere from her being 13 to 15 years old when this is taking place. It doesn't make it any less shocking, um, but when you add into uh, context that she's very, very young when this is happening, it's really quite sad. She's been taken advantage of and does several things that she regrets deeply when she's been drinking. The biggest example of this is when we open in season one, episode one, off the bat we see that she slept with her best friend's boyfriend and it seemed like a great idea when she was three martinis in but the regret that floods her after and the permanent stain that puts on their relationship is immeasurable. She immediately leaves after she does that and was seen in season one episode one she's coming back 
and she's trying to confront all of her sins. Part of the reason why Blair can comfortably and legitimately get in a relationship with Dan later on in the series run is because Serena broke girl code a long time ago. Dan, for those of you who don't know, is Serena's long-term love interest and uh, Blair gets with him when obviously they're not together. Her relationship with others is very tumultuous. It goes up, it goes down, and this isn't helped by the fact that she drinks a lot and it affects her relationships. The number of times she's been seen drunk and or drinking in an episode, it always seems to follow a big emotional upset or it's times when she feels alone and misunderstood. Her favorite drink seems to be a gin martini. She's always drinking it. And in the really bad episodes, she'll have like three, four, five. So it leaves you wondering and questioning, how can someone so fortunate who has everything in the world turn to alcohol? Although she's really rich, she's beautiful, Serena is seriously lacking in any real form of emotional connection. She constantly feels being vulnerable will lose her her friends, and the second she messes up, they'll use her faults against her instantly. And this is quite a legitimate fear. The friends that gossip, the friendship portrayals that Gossip Girl has, they're, they're very interesting. People like Blair Waldorf especially are very good at using your insecurities the second that an argument breaks out to attack you for them. And she doesn't trust her mother to confide in either as she's seen the lengths that her mother will go to protect her own image. Her brother has his own problems and she tries to be stable for him in order to prevent him from hurting himself. She has absolutely no one to talk to. The slew of boyfriends that she has are no good for her and they can't emotionally connect. Even in season one, we see her slow her road when it comes to partying and drinking when she gets a boyfriend that she doesn't feel the need to pretend for, Dan. Even though he ends up being as judgmental as everyone else, it's judgmental in a different way, in a way that he expects her to respect herself. This isn't necessarily the perfect relationship for her by any means, as this has an added pressure and that makes her do silly things. And when they break up, she's lower than when they weren't even together in the first place. But we can see here how Serena can change depending on her circumstances and depending on the uh, amount of emotional support that she feels from others around her. We know that even though she has supposedly a big circle, she's a socialite and she's very used to networking. The relationships that she has are incredibly shallow or so deep that she feels that she can't confide in anyone. Serena also has an extremely low self-esteem and I don't want to psychoanalyze her at all, um, but we know that she's had quite a tumultuous relationship with her parents and her father has kind of left her to her own devices. We know that she also penultimately ends up with Dan, not penultimately, sorry, ultimately ends up with Dan, who um, 
even though he appears to be nice, he writes a satire about her, he taunts her on Gossip Girl for years, and essentially stalks her and encourages others to do the same so he can keep tabs on her and get all of this information about her. Imagine the feeling of being constantly watched as a teenager. We know that Serena has felt that for a very long time because she's felt the need to perform and when she lets go and stops caring, she's still being watched by others and judged by others as a teenager when she's trying to learn and come into her own. Dan also cheats on her. He dates her best friend at one point. He's a really bad boyfriend because he's always judging her, but he's less than perfect himself. Nate would be a better choice for her considering her background, where she comes from, and how they can connect to each other. Not just because, you know, he's a rich guy, but because he comes from a family that's also been a little bit tumultuous. And they have a lot in common in terms of how they were raised and they can relate to each other on that point. Whereas Dan constantly judges her for how she was raised when this was completely out of her control. She had no control over her father giving her slight abandonment issues and uh, her teenage years being tumultuous because she was jumping from person to person to find an emotional connection and to find love. But Nate can really identify with her. But she constantly rejects him, even when he's no longer Blair's boyfriend. She constantly pushes him on a back burner, and maybe that's because she has a lower idea of herself, and she has lower self-esteem. So what can this teach us about alcohol in society, what it does to people, The first lesson is that it affects people no matter what their social status is, no matter how deep their pockets are. Uh, It is a crutch for a lot of people and it's an acceptable one. Which brings us on to the second point. Even though Serena's mother, Lily, sees her struggling with alcohol, she rarely mentions it. She's very quick to put her brother into a facility when she feels that his mental health will affect the welfare of the family but because alcohol is more widely widely accepted in society as a a crutch for people she doesn't even question or consider institutionalizing Serena even though her problem is very big when she's only a teenager she's 15 years old and she's struggling with this those are the biggest lessons we can get from Serena Vanderwoodson. Um, an unfortunate story, and I don't know if she would still be with Dan had she tackled and got to the crux of the problem that was making her resort to all of this. Dan is really another addiction for her. And we know this because when she leaves him, she's worse off than when she was when she had never met him. Some people question whether the show is realistic or not. Well, the books are based on the New York school, the Nightingale Bamford, Nightingale Bamford um, 
school which is an all-girls school but the author of the book attended said school and she met some very interesting characters while she was there that uh she puts into the books and uses their personalities for her characters even though a lot of the happenings in the show are not as realistic i mean we have a murder mystery and we have uh, princes coming from all over the place it's a heightened reality and it's very fast and quick moving but by no means does that mean that it's entirely unrealistic i think that the show offers a very realistic portrayal of certain aspects of socialite living especially serena's drinking and this is apparent with a lot of um socialites that are living in new york city all you need to do is go on youtube and watch some of the uh, videos from insiders and from people who are socialites currently living in new york city to know that it's a reality New York has so many bars that are so accessible, especially if you have a lot of money. Um, and unfortunately, it's something that still goes on and is rampant today. Thank you so much for listening to this short episode of So This Week I Watched. I only really watched the first season of Gossip Girl, but I have watched previous seasons numerous times before. I'll keep you updated on my thoughts of Serena Vanderwoodson and I'll let you know if my recalling of the episodes kind of matches up with what we see in later seasons. I know that I have a lot of the details completely incorrect and right, but my perception of them might have changed um, as I'm older now and I'm re-watching them now. So we have a short message. This podcast is brought to you by Alliance House Foundation, an independent charity. We seek to promote total abstinence as a lifestyle choice and promote alternative lifestyles that don't revolve around drinking. You can check us out on AHF Temperance on Twitter and be sure to share this podcast with others and share your opinion with me. I love reading them at admin at alliancehousefoundation.org.uk let me know what you think about gossip girl whether you think it's as big of a cultural reset as it was and what it meant to you that once again you can check us out on ahf temperance on twitter tweet me so easy so quick thank you so much for listening and i'll see you again next week or the week after depends on how long this episode is